Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. All right, this week there was a bombshell of a political story here in Singapore. Two and a half years after Singapore's fourth generation minister was named, uh, named their leader, and just under two years since he was named deputy prime minister, uh, Mr. Heng Sui Kiet decided to step aside. The announcement shocked many Singaporeans on Thursday, as did his uh, ministerial colleagues who heard the news for the first time at a meeting on Wednesday afternoon. A big story here in Singapore to give us some perspective on it. Uh, happy to have back on the show Dr. Felix Tan, political analyst at Nanyang Technological University. Felix, welcome back to Weekend Mornings. Hi, good morning. So take us through what we know. Uh, you know, this all, this whole thing started on Wednesday. It became public on Thursday. Where are we right now with this announcement made by DPM uh, Heng? I think uh, this particular issue really threw a spanner into the works, you know, uh, in uh, Singapore's attempt, or at least the government's attempt to get a prime minister on board, uh, you know, to take over PM Lee. After all, uh, PM Lee did say that he would love to retire before the next general election. But I think with this uh, development, uh, there's going to be a little bit of a challenge there uh, for them, for him, or at least for his team to find the next uh, prime minister elect. Uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, DPM Hing is still in, you know, as the DPM for the time being. So I think he will see it through uh, at least to, to find somebody to replace him. Yeah, he is going to stay on as DPM and coordinating minister for economic policies. But it has been reported that he is going to give up his finance portfolio in the next cabinet shuffle, which is apparently going to be within a few weeks time. Is that correct? I th- that that is correct, and I, but I think uh, we we have to understand that uh, since last year, you know, DPM Hing has already said that this year's after this year's budget, he will probably step down as the finance minister. So it wasn't for that particular incident, it wasn't too much of a shock. But I think what shocked a, a lot of us is that he doesn't want to lead, uh, uh, or he's not going to lead the next four G team uh, moving ahead, you know, for Singapore. And uh, one wonders who snakes in line because of that. Yeah, DPM Heng is going to turn, I believe, 60 this coming week. Uh, and that was one of the reasons he talked about his runway uh, up to being PM if that were to happen and, and feeling that perhaps uh, there should be some, uh, some thought given to uh, the, the next person that would take that role and that he didn't feel like he had enough time to really accomplish that given uh, given his age. So, the, you know, interesting. And I think probably a lot of people realize and understand the, uh, the the pressures of that top job in Singapore and perhaps wanting to not necessarily take it on at the age of 60, uh, if that, in fact, was was his reason, which it seems to be. Uh, the, the way that it was announced, you, you know, you have been a veteran political watcher for a long time. Did it surprise you in the way the announcement was made? I think it did really surprise me this time around because none of us really expected or very few of us would have expected that he would step down this fast and this soon. And I, I think, uh, to be fair, you know, each should not really be used as a, a reason. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, we will give credit to DPM Ping if he really feels strongly about that. I think uh, he has his own personal reasons, like what he had mentioned. He spoke to his family and it's a decision that he has made. Um, but true, I mean, I think it's good to hand the reins over to a new 
generation of leaders who are probably a bit younger because, you know, in five years, four to five years' time, there will be the next general election and he'll be about 65 by then as well. And how long can he sustain, you know, going, uh, going forward after that general election? He'll be 70 in the second one after the next one. So, you know, age will play a, a really a crucial part in uh, in leading the next team for Singapore. And so I think uh, he's looking very long-term and I think we all should look long-term as well. So that is uh, one of the strong reasons. Why now? The uh, According to what you have, have seen and heard, you know, there's three more years or so left until the next election. Why do you think the announcement was made, you know, this particular time? We're still in COVID. Uh, the, the prime minister has said he's going to stay on while COVID is still going on. Why, why this announcement coming at this particular time? I think what is important over here is that for the next uh, prime minister-elect or, you know, whoever's going to take over uh, DPM Hing, is that there's a long lead time, a long runway for this person to uh, develop himself or herself, you know, uh, to, the, to, to Singaporeans. You know, that we all need that time and, and the person also needs that time to develop that sort of, of, of bond, that, that sort of recognition, uh, that sort of support from the people to know who he is or who she is in, in the long term. Because if you look at the previous few uh, prime ministers, like uh, PM Lee, uh, uh, former Prime Minister Go Chok Tong, they had a much longer lead time and we all were prepared to accept them for, you know, for, for, for what they're going to take over eventually. But this time around, you know, if the next election is about four to five years' time, uh, we don't really have that sort of time, that... that, that that time to know who is going to be the best person for the job. And uh, that, that can be a little bit worrying. Yeah. What do you see, you know, as they now will consider who is uh, going to be the next in line? Uh, what, what do you think the PAP will be discussing behind closed doors as to the, uh, the qualities of the person that they will look for next? I think uh, first and foremost, you know, PAP being PAP, they will probably find somebody who is very strong in uh, in management. I think uh, if you look at a lot of the leaders, they are you know managing crisis management is is topmost priority, and I think you will look at that. And uh, you know, there are quite a number of them that are very good at you know crisis management. I think another one we should look at is about having a heart, you know, for Singaporeans, you know, and at the end of the day, someone who can reach out to the masses to get uh, a huge support, a ground support uh, for him or for herself, you know, as the uh, Prime Minister-elect. And I think that is very important. So these are the two things that they will have to look at. Of course, age is, again, one of the <laughs> major reasons because, you know, given that, you know, DPM did say that, you know, age is a reason for him. So I think they are very much going to be uh, wary of uh, who should take over and that this person is uh, is at at this point in time. Now, the Straits Times this week uh, mentioned four possible candidates that it sees as as being, I guess, at the, the top of the at the top of the list right now. Chen Chong Singh, uh, Ong Yi Kung, Lawrence Wong, Desmond Lee, uh, going from you know fifty one years old down to forty four years old in respective order. Uh, these four, uh, do they stand out to you as well, or is that are there others that you would think would be in that uh, consideration? I think you know, uh, these four definitely stand out. I mean, if you look at you know, uh, you know, Chan Chun Singh, he was you know, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, in the running, you know, when uh, they were announcing for the uh, DPM and of course DPM Hing got the position. And so I think Chan Chun Singh has, uh, is in a very good steed, you know, uh, to probably take over as the next uh, Prime Minister-elect. But also Ong, Ong, Yikong, Ong Yikang has also uh, come up really, really strongly as a strong contender uh, because of what he has done, you know, in, as an education minister, as now currently the transport minister. And he does have a very strong ground support for you know, amongst Singaporeans. And he has done very well and is able to connect with the masses as well. And of course, Lawrence Wong, I mean, <laughs> he's a face of crisis management, yeah, you know, yeah. for COVID-19. And I think he has done a, a splendid, wonderful job in, in, in you know, mitigating the, 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 the situation and uh, at least putting it at Singapore on, on the world's map, you know, that where we are today. Uh, Desmond Lee, of course, he's a rising star. And I think uh, there's a lot of talk about what he has done and what he's capable. He does have the potential but unfortunately, what I feel and, and how I see it is that not many Singaporeans really know uh, how much Desmond Lee has done for you know as, in his portfolio. So I think it needs a little bit more of uh, uh, probably you know some more recognition for for what his for his role. So, uh, but these four are definitely in the running. Would you would you expect any others to be mentioned in coming uh, days, weeks, months? Probably as part of the cabinet reshuffle, uh, you know, taking over certain portfolios uh, along the way. But I think uh, we'll leave it to, you know, the, the, the party to really decide who should be the one. But I think, uh, again, these are very, very strong contenders. Mm. As you look forward over these next few weeks with the cabinet reshuffle coming up, what should those of us who are, uh, you know, novice or side, side armchair political observers, what should we be looking for for cues, for signals? Uh, from the discussions that, that we are privy to in the general public as to what, what the future of the PAP leadership might look like? I think uh, what we have to look out for is uh, policies, you know, who is going to be uh, dealing with the policies at the end of the day because uh, that's, that, that's first and foremost what the, the government and what the PAP is very known for. And uh, somebody with uh, a far-sighted uh, uh, knowledge of where Singapore is and where Singapore will head towards mm. in the future, mm. I think that is also very important because uh, if you look at a lot of the, 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 those who, are t- who took over as Prime Minister in the past, like PM Lee and you know, uh, Go Chok Tong, they are very, very far-sighted. They know what's going to expect in the next couple of years yeah. and 10 years down the road. So I think we do expect somebody who is able to uh, uh, find what is important for Singapore moving forward. Yeah, Mike Ang, one of our um, one of our uh, Facebook Live listeners, is on. He says in his circles, Ang Yi Kung or Lawrence Wong seems to be uh, at this moment in time the choice that a lot of people are looking at from from the people he talks to. What do you think about I, that? Uh, well, I, I think uh, uh, that two of them have been the face, you know, in, in a lot of difficult uh, crisis, a lot of difficult situation, and you know, look at Trans Minister of Transport is <laughs> not the most comfortable uh, minister, uh, ministerial position, you know, to, to speak. Yeah. And I think we uh, have faced many, many challenges over the years. And uh, I think he, he has done a pretty good job uh, on Yikang so far. You know, given that he has just taken over the portfolio uh, last July, and uh, mm. there have been 
you know issues coming up. So, but he's able to 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 resolve these problems. Uh, one of the biggest one was uh, between Malaysia and Singapore over the railway. Right. So I think yeah, that, that is something that uh, we can look at. So he's quite in the forefront. Uh, Lawrence Wong, as I mentioned before, you know, it's the COVID nineteen situation. So yeah. I think a lot of people recognize uh, what you know they have done and what and how much they have contributed to Singapore and to Singaporeans. And I think that's why the support is is very very strong at this point in time. Felix Tan, thank you so much, political analyst at Nanyang Technological University. Always great to have you on, Felix, and get your opinion. Appreciate it. Welcome. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.